And we're back. We're going to talk about secret menu items. Yes, amongst other things. That's this, Josh. I'm Kenny. This is Random Ramblings. We're glad to have you. Thank you so much for uh, joining us, making a part, making us a part of whatever time of day this is for you. Exactly, because some of you listen at work because you've told me. Some of you listen when you're not at work because you told me. Um, don't tell me if you're listening while you're on the toilet. For the record, I don't care. Just put I that just, in the Facebook I don't care. Chat. I just don't want you to tell me. I Just put it in the Facebook chat. If we need... Yeah, we can talk shit. Why not? I, thank you, God. <laughs> it took you that long to get to the... You the, do realize that I'm oh playing you, right? <sighs> <laughs> so, last week, I promised secret menu items. Now, granted, these may not be secret menu items for you guys because you may not have the restaurant there, but there are a couple that I have seen and tried, and I felt like this would be an appropriate time to share since we had a decent segue last week. I have a, that. well, I say I, there is a Mexican restaurant here in town that I don't go to often just because it never registers for me. I also would have to get out of the car. <laughs> so I have to commit myself to going. Um, I, I tend to, I lean that way first. Hey, and I'm that is promise. The, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not laughing at you. No, 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 you're fine. Because there's a lot of times that it's my wife's like, Hey, what do you want for food? And I'm like, well, I'd love to have this. All right, let's go. No, excuse me, what? <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I'm not leaving the house. <laughs> so I've also found that I have a crutch in my two-year-old on a day that my wife has worked late or something of that nature, and it's later than normal when we're getting home for dinner, anything like that. It's like, what do you want for dinner? And she will ask me that question, and I will go. I don't care, but if I'm picking it up, my requirement is I don't want me and the child to get out of the car, so I have to carry food and the child back to the car. Yeah, I'm I, I'm with her. So, I'm with her. Yeah, well, it's me that's going through that, not her. I I'm, pick up the kid. I'm but, with you then. That's fine. I'm with whoever doesn't want to have to get all that crap together. But I do like going out to lunch, whether it's with her, a coworker, me solo. Going out to lunch is, is the way to do it. Because I get my meal, I've worked at least, in, our, in the way I've got my schedule set up, more than half of the day. So I have lunch, finish up some things, go home. No big deal. Well, this particular Mexican restaurant has, and I was told by a co-worker about this food. And I went, that's not on the menu. Nope, you just got to ask for it. Immediate leery, but... I've been doing better, as you guys remember me talking. Uh, I met my father halfway between a, a hospital visit that my mother was having to make, and here I was delivering them some things, essentials they needed. We picked a random restaurant, and my dad said, "What would you get to the wait to the server?" So I'm trying to be more open-minded to those things because I tend to go into the same place and go, "I really like that." Boop, eat it, done, and I don't think about it. So this is called, these are called, and for some, you're going to go, you're a dumbass. Why don't you know that? Chicharrones. Now, the common terminology for that, pork rinds. That you were, bl- you were blankly staring at me. You either had a stroke this or is messing my, with this me. Is, this is my, you dumbass. You don't know that. <laughs> I do know that. I know that, but I just don't know. Who amongst the rest of the crew would know? I'm not sure that I knew that um, some of our Mexican restaurants 
had that as a menu item. It's not on the menu um, at this particular time. I, I do know I have how to do this in a PC manner. I have been in said restaurants, Mexican restaurants, and we're talking locally owned. And sometimes you have a Mexican restaurant that is in multiple locations owned by the same family, just in different cities. But anyway, yes. I, I have been to said restaurants and I have watched indigenous peoples mm-hmm. order. Now, I can't say listened to them order because the only words that I'm I'm picking up on are the simple things. I, I was doing okay at talking at a grade school level in Spanish when I graduated high school. I can promise you I can't even do it as an infant now. But I only pick up certain words. Now, the food item words, because I read right. the menus, I recognize those. I've heard them order stuff that I didn't read in a menu. Right. And I've seen stuff come out that I haven't seen before. And... I'd realized that that's not just for them, but they probably knew that it was a menu item. Right. Maybe it was a menu item two years ago. It's not on the menu now. Or maybe it's on the dinner menu, not the lunch menu, because a lot of these places have different menus for different times of the day and blah, blah, blah. That also applies to certain adult beverages. Yes. I was on a work trip when the eldest and I were working together. Well, working for the same company. We were doing the same job, two different locations. They flew us to corporate, which was a mistake. Our boss should have never signed off on the two of us going to corporate together. Uh, but that's neither here well, nor all there. All three of our wives won't, won't even sign off on the three. I mean, they barely <laughs> want two of us in a room at a time. Correct. So while we are at this conference in Backwoods, Nowhere, Minnesota, for the record, if you ever want to know where nothing is, it's Winona, Minnesota. Um, you're an hour oh, from so that TV show called the middle's wrong. Huh? I, mm, <laughs> I'll put it to you this way. The bowling alley at this place had closed. Oh God. The, Wait, we've been there. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Not only did the bowling alley close, the movie theater was closed. Oh, okay. like That's Dairy Queen was one story. of the busiest places in the place. Wow. I opted to use the full brand name because kudos to them. They were open. <laughs> So pretty certain you could stick them at a crossroads in which the only thing you're going to see is is one of those demons that are coming to fulfill your wishes for a cost, and they'd still make money. Correct. I mean, because honestly, on the way to one of our lakes, uh-huh, there was an ice cream shop. <laughs> it was like the only thing for four million miles. For the longest it, time. It made money. Left still, and right. It still does because that particular ice cream establishment also has the grill. Those are some of the best fast food chicken tenders you can get because they yeah, also serve them with gravy. you got to drive 500 miles into the middle of nowhere to get them. Worth it. Worth it. For those of you who live around here, we're talking about the lake that used to be owned by one of our largest manufacturers that disappeared. Correct. So, back to uh, Winona before we get back to, to the Chicharrones. Um, we're there, meet a couple of guys, again, all peers, we're all same corporate level that are being trained by people that haven't been at the corporation as long as we have uh, irony in that group. But they were like, let's go to the liquor store. I'm like, okay, whatever you guys want to do, whatever. Well, there in Minnesota, you're not getting beer at the grocery store. You are getting it from liquor stores. Yes. The liquor store is the size of a convenience store by itself. But it, bigger than... Yeah, I have a northern USA story about alcohol. Yeah. So we go in there, 
First off, and I'm going to brand this because I didn't think the shit was still in production. And again, you guys know I don't drink, but we were having a good time. Just fun cutting up, carrying on. Zima. <laughs> really? That still exists? <laughs> I know. Shocked me too. We walked through there and we're like, where the hell did this come from? Like we took pictures My with it. word. But these guys found a brand called Pacifico. Now, the two guys we were with were from Tennessee. They were aficionados with Pacifico. It's a beer. Yeah. And so the eldest drank it was like, that's pretty good for cheap, cheap beer. So fast forward several weeks back in town, he and his wife go out to dinner at a local Mexican restaurant and he orders just to see. He said, he told me, he said the thought hit him and he went, I wonder. And he's looking at the menu, asked what they had, you know, bottle. And they told him, and he goes, do you have any Pacifico? And the waiter, I don't want to say breaks character, but the waiter gets real, not unprofessional, but he goes, you know Pacifico? (laughs) That's what we drink. (laughs) And so they brought him one that for one, they didn't have it on their menu. So they didn't, they let him drink them for free that evening. Because we're not letting you pay for the stuff we're drinking. It was more of a gimmick for them to do that. So, again, a somewhat secret menu item (laughs) in that establishment. Well, let's face... Again, I'm going to try to be PC. If you're somebody that really, really, really needs that, cut us off now. If we open an American restaurant there... we're far enough along, they would have been gone True. by now. Uh, if we were to open an American restaurant... There, we're okay with gay and God. We would probably have menu items just for indigenous peoples to this country. Absolutely. And we have... Where we are located, by the way, folks, if you're, if you're not familiar with where we are, and I'm not going to get into it, but we're far enough south that there is quite the migrant worker population. Yep. So that that's what we're getting to. So our Mexican restaurants, and we have some actual true Mexican stores, in which if you don't speak the language, you better know your food words because you'll end up buying beef tongue by accident. Uh, and they the people there do speak Spanish and English. One of them just recently opened up a standalone restaurant. They were in a little small place not far from where we're sitting now, yes, that one is owned by the same ones that are up on that big hill oh. where your former co-worker lives um they're the same people okay the the food is the same from what i understand i've not eaten at that one up on the hill uh okay the one over by the uh sustenance kitty that's good nice but anyway and that's that's actually traditional mexican which by the way is not as spicy as what you get at most of your Mexican restaurants, that's actually referred to in the culinary world as Tex-Mex. Tex-Mex, correct. Uh, but your traditional Mexican food, you you add the spice. They don't add the spice. They season their food. But like a, a typical street taco is going to be the protein, some red onion, and some cilantro, and then you're going to put whatever sauce you want on it. And that particular restaurant over by the sustenance kitty, um, they tend to bring two different sauces out. And what we did was what we considered a smart thing, a little bit on fork, tasted it before we made a choice of what to put on. Um, but anyway, it, if we if the situation were reversed, 
we would have that. Uh, so I fully expect it. And some of this, I kind of, I kind of knew about some of the stuff, like the beer I knew about because uh, my wife has a friend whose whose family runs a produce farm. I got you. And they have migrant workers, so they had already heard about them being able to order certain beers that are native to their home country. Right. And I, 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 I just went ahead and made the leap of faith that they were probably capable of ordering uh, food items as well. Sure, see, I can see that. And what a lot of people don't understand because they see food trucks park in, in these parking lots, not every sauce and everything is coming off that food truck. Just because you see that food truck out in that parking lot doesn't mean that they're getting pre-made entrees folks that's just where they're getting their produce and their proteins right. and their their breads and things they're just buying it in bulk not everybody who runs a restaurant shops at the pallet palace uh some people do now yeah. my favorite italian place here in town buys from my wife's produce family because he he grows roma tomatoes and right. they they have through my wife managed to make a connection because they like to make their own sauces from scratch and that's how I found out about the food truck thing, because they, they're like, hey, we can get our beef way cheaper there than buying it. So, uh, but yeah, I've just not been brave enough to order. <laughs> sure. And I, I mean, I would like to, I, I, honestly, I would love to go in with, with these guys and sit down and go, okay, you guys order for me. Right. Just to see what happens. But I wouldn't want to know what protein I'm eating. <laughs> so Don't tell me what the protein is. That's the draw for me on this one. And I, I, the reason I wanted to share it is I know, because I've watched enough Food Network, what chicharrones are. Like, I know what's expected. Pork rinds is the overall takeaway from this. However, yes, these guys do it differently. Better. <laughs> well, not only do they do it, not only is it much better because you're getting better quality and fresher stuff. I mean, you're not mass producing it the way that right. they are in these factories. But what I'm really taking away from this is the way that it's prepared is whereas pork rinds are nothing but the fat. They are nothing but the skin and skin and a little bit of fat. That's pretty much it. The chicharron, think of it, whereas you see people that'll do um, like pulled pork or pork belly burn-ins. Yes. Think those one-by-one one cubes, not quite as thick, like they've trimmed some of the meat off for other things. But what's left is skin, a little bit of fat, but there's still enough meat so these are like pork rind nuggets. Oh, nice. Oh, my God. They are they are seasoned, but not super salty, despite what you might think, because a lot of times pork rinds are just so damn salty. These are not at all. They are served with a house red sauce, but it is not the sauce that they bring out, the sauce that they bring out with the chips. It is a different sauce. It's got a little heat to it, a little more than I wanted, but... I tried it just because. Yeah, you're not a heat kind of person. Though. No, I'm not. You would be all about it. <laughs> if but, my nose is running and my eyes are watering, I'm happy. <laughs> but these things, like I bit into it and I expected nothing but crunch. And I did. I got an audible crunch and then it stopped. And I was like, wait a minute. What is it? Because it's pork belly. Yeah. And I'm like, in, in by the, the way, kid, folks, in my head, pork I belly and bacon, same part of the pig. The only difference is bacon's been cured. Yes. That's, that's literally that's the only I, difference. I mean, that's the difference between a brisket and corned beef is the pickling process that Correct. makes corned beef. Correct. I, uh, that, a lot of people don't realize that. 
Yeah, <laughs> pastrami is the same way. I haven't. My daddy always called it stricken meat, but it's basically pork belly, and he loved to season with it. Uh, it a fattier portion. Of yeah. It, oh yeah. Uh, which you know, I, I still use fat back in certain vegetables, but it's for seasoning because you just there's no pork flakes that I can just shake over in it. Where's fat back come from? Pig. Like, well, I mean, I, I know which animal. What part of the animal? I, I'm gonna go with back since that's what it's called. That's fine. I just. I've seen it, it's and I've seen people for eat it. Snapchat yeah. AI. Did you ever name? You didn't name. No, this. I haven't named it yet. I think we yet. found out last week you didn't name. Uh, we haven't named it yet. I'm still waiting because I've only had a couple of. I'm still waiting for. Uh, you need to put up like an official question on the Facebook page. But now, now we're both looking at this. Now it's going to be a matter of who's. Is going to be the You're quickest. Probably going to be able to type faster than it's me. It's from the back. Uh, it is from the back of the pig. Back, okay. Okay. I'm pretty much on board. I'll, I'll eat almost I've never, whatever from any animal. I, I don't want beef tongue. I've never I'm not had adventurous it. enough yet. I, I've not eaten lamb yet, but I've eaten a beef version of shepherd's pie, and I'd really like to eat the lamb version because that's the actual shepherd's pie. Lamb is a little gamey for me. The taste is different. Um, if you like venison, you will like lamb. I liked venison better than I liked lamb the first time I had it. Haven't eaten venison. Some of it may be preparation, but yet I've eaten dove. So it's see, I've never had dove. I've and, never had dove. And, and no, all I have is ta- soap. And no, it doesn't taste like chicken. It's actually a little bit more tender. Yep. And my understanding, duck has a similar taste to all of it, but a little bit more greasy. Uh, that's not accurate. Really, I, I would disagree with that statement. I understand why that statement is made, but to me, duck cuts like steak oh really like they bring you a steak knife to cut a duck breast now i've I've just not no it's fine i've just not and and a a large portion of it is i don't want to pay that much money for something to not like it and i haven't been with somebody that's ordered it for me to let me get a taste yeah and most of my friends if i'm out and they order something that i've never eaten i i can get that taste and i don't right it it doesn't if you if you if you're one of those people that don't want me putting my fork on your plate that's fine but you know i I will cut a piece, slide over, and you can hit it with your fork. And yeah, take I mean, it with I just you. because sometimes I just look at it and it's like, and I've, I've told my wife this watching some of these cooking shows on on that network, and this is how I say it. You know what? That sounded horrible, but if it walked past me, I'd be interested in it. We're we're that way with like we're late to the party catching up with Next Level Chef. Like in my head, I've already put together on how all of those ingredients are going to be put together. I, I'm telling I'm. Not necessarily yelling at the TV, but I'm telling, I'm like, here's what I would do. And then I watch them go do it. I'm like, now, I know I couldn't actually do it, but in my head, it makes sense. If there were a restaurant planner with ingredients, I got you, I got you, dog. (laughs) If I don't actually have to eat it or, you know, cook it, because that's the skill set I don't have. Logistically, I can think through ingredients and how would I make it into this? Well, see, I've got stuff in the freezer now that is going to be my first time with it. Oh, what is it? Uh, I have a brisket. It's in the freezer. Uh, it's going to be my first time. So what I'm what I want to do is thaw it out completely. Yep. And and have a day to to season it. But I want to look up different methods first. And I don't want. And don't get me wrong. I no, don't want yours. I don't want my buddy from work. I don't want the guy next door. I'm actually going to get on the interwebs and look up different methods. And it it could be. Bobby Flays. It could be some no-name somebody. Right. And I, I think the reason I want to do that, part of it is 
everybody has a, a different take on it. And I'm not just talking the seasoning or the rub. Everybody has a different take on the temperature and the time. And I'm trying to just sort of get different. Yep. Uh, I also have a whole chicken, but it's, it, it, well, it was fresh off the farm when I got it. Um, I know what you're saying. Well, my wife does the market yes, with yes. her buddies, but um, anyway, I've I've got a whole chicken, and now that I have that, well, my, now that my wife has that new thermometer she got for Christmas, I'm a little more willing. But I I'm still <laughs> studying on different methods and right. ways to season. Uh, like I've already learned, she's got a uh, well, I should say we uh, there there's an olive oil spritzer in the house. Uh huh. So I've real quick learned that that's a great binder when you just want to lightly season something with some salt and pepper. Uh, and that's becoming a new thing. Cause like the other day I was going to fire up the charcoal grill, mm-hmm. which means I'm going to cook more than one protein because Correct. I don't want to waste the heat. That, off that's of that. meal prep. So I literally cooked an entire meal and a couple of extra proteins, but those extra proteins, one was a pre-seasoned pork loin that, that I got from mm-hmm. uh, the sustenance kitty. And so I know that's going to taste wonderful. The other was some chicken breast. And it was just a case of, we like having a little, some chicken breast in the house because occasionally we want to slice a little something to make a sandwich. Occasionally she wants to put a little bit of chicken in her salad. So mm-hmm. just lightly seasoned it with some salt and pepper. But I put them in these oven bags, which is the same as wrapping them in aluminum foil, I'm aware. But these bags were put out by the charcoal people. So they'll hang. Made for the grill. So we te- you know, test driving those, but... Anyway, I, I like to do things a little different here and there. And some of the people with the whole chicken, it's like, oh, no, yeah, you definitely put stuffing in it no matter how you cook it. Other people are like, no, you throw your, your herbs and spices down in, in that cavity. But I do understand that there are people that make a bouquet out of fresh herbs mm-hmm. and throw it in the cavity. And what they're out for is the fat to kind of take the aromatics, mm-hmm. as they call it, from inside the and bird. Based into and so I, I'm just looking at different things before I get started on all of this because there's other people that's like oh we shove garlic down between the skin and the meat oh we shove butter down between the skin and the meat and I'm sitting over here going what I want to do is slow roast this entire bird and pull it off the bone I'm I'm looking for pulled chicken at this point and the reason I want to do it as a whole bird is it's skin on because it was fresh off the farm and it's got the leg and the thigh and the wing, so mm-hmm. the fat is there. So I don't have to worry about, am I putting enough olive oil in there with it? I don't have to worry about, am I putting enough butter or whatever right. in there with it? So what I'm looking at is, but I think I'm going to rub it like I do. Everything that I've read, I'm leaning more toward rub it than using the cavity for anything other than just it's there. So one of the more popular methods that I've noticed on both social media and on some barbecue like cooking shows that I've seen more recently, um, it really took hold at this past Thanksgiving because the cooking time on the Big Bird is always the challenge. How do you cook it without drying it out? How do you get it to cook evenly? All all of the things that we hear every single year starting about mid-October when they do their Thanksgiving specials. But the thing that took hold this year, by and, and professionals grabbed onto it later and took credit for it like they created it but it came from backyard smokers uh spatchcocking are you familiar with that term i I know exactly what you're talking about for for those that don't and i i don't feel like i'm educating but i just would rather clarify if this is your first time here or first time hearing the term you take the backbone out of the bird like you you cut it on either side of the backbone flip it over butterfly it for lack of a better term and then push down 
on the chest cavity to give give it a flat surface. A lot of your backyard barbecuers actually wrap a brick in aluminum foil. Yes, to to hold it down. If you but this what I'm this is going to be an oven bird from the get go. Literally, I'm not even no, going to. I'm not even going to attempt smoke. Both of the brisket's going to be an oven thing too, because I don't have a smoker yet. I bought a bike. I, I mean, that's technically transport and better gas mileage, which means you will get a smoker sooner. The good, <laughs> the good news is, is I've picked out what I want. Yes, it's going to require me to actually do work, but I, that's I don't. I'm not going to get one that. I'm not going to get a pellet one. I'm not going to get an electric one. I actually want the one I, I told my wife. I actually you want the one that fire. I actually have to stand over and and work with. I, and she looked at me and she laughed. She goes, I'm not surprised with the way you cook nope. that you want something that you kind of hover over. And I told her, I'm like, I, I guess it's just the way, it, way it's going to be for me. I want the one that you kind of have to hover over. And and I'm good with that. I'm fine with that. And you know, I got the Bluetooth thermometer. The one that I picked out has a thermometer on the smoker yep. side and the grill side. And and the other thing that I this is going to be the other thing that I'm after. Like the other night, I wanted to charcoal. Literally, I wanted to charcoal. You want, I'm out for you that particular taste. That's yeah. why I did so many different things. Did a whole meal and a couple of different proteins. Yeah. So I don't waste the heat. So it's going to be a smoker. And that side also has a charcoal tray. So if I want to do a charcoal grilling. But it also has a gas side. So right. if it's a, hey, get some burgers out of the freezer. Let's just fix some burgers real quick. I can throw the gas on. Mm-hmm. Because there's different tastes, believe it or not, to me anyway. A lot of people know that they the thing. I disagree with you. But sometimes I just want to throw something on the grill real quick. And I don't have a gas grill. So now I'm waiting all this time. For, for the charcoal to get heated up. And then I end up wasting the charcoal because I only cooked four freaking burgers anyway. Right. So I have this little portable gas grill that I keep in the camper. Well, now I'm digging that out, blah, blah, blah. But this is this is something where I can do it the way I want to do it. Because yep. honestly, if I'm going to smoke a brisket or smoke a, a butt or a bird or whatever, I'm going to want to be there all day to do this anyway. And it's going to be an old-fashioned, all-day, I'm cooking everything, and everything I'm cooking is going to take multiple hours type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is pretty much how I learned to cook anyway. I always wondered why my, my great-grandmother, one of the sources that, that I learned how to cook from, everything was always cooked on low heat, and she started supper at 9 o'clock in the morning. Well... Did a visit to the cemetery. Looked at her birth year. I understand now. I mean, she was born in the late 1800s. So she probably grew up learning, and she grew up in mountains not far from here, so she probably learned how to cook on an actual wood stove, a wood cooking stove. Right. Which would mean, in the summertime especially, lower heats in all day because of the lower heats. Right. Well, and the other side of that is if you really if you really want to get into the logistics of low and slow versus anything else, if you are heating with wood stove, as nice as it would be to run that some bitch wide open, guess what? You'd go through firewood and yes. people spend all summer stockpiling firewood to make it through the winter. So at most you want to throw a piece on in the morning two pieces at night to carry you through to next morning where you put one piece back on those hot coals. It It's it's not, I mean, there is a logistics to that too. That's why smokers can reign supreme in that manner. Yes. Because you can put that firebox off to the side, 
let it come up on its own. You it's get also, to by the way, it. why a lot of your early 1900s homes had a separate room, as in separate building Yep, for the kitchen. A lot of your early 1900 homes, there are actually hallways where people joined what was actually referred to as the summer kitchen to the house. Yep. Because they cooked at a di- in a different, completely different building because they didn't want to heat the whole house. Yep. So, I mean, it, but anyway, it, that that's just, that's me. Uh, and I got no, a few things fine. I'm working on, but my wife's kind of looking forward to the smoker when I finally get it because she knows that what I'll do is I'll put a brisket on the smoke and then I will actually put my baked beans on there with it. So I'll end up smoking those too. And, and I've told her, her mac and cheese, make it the night before, reheat it on the smoker. And she's like, everything's going to taste the same. No. No, it will not. <laughs> no, I, It'll all have a smoky taste or aftertaste to it, depending, because everything picks up that, that smoke flavor differently. But I, I told her, I said, because everything's seasoned differently, what you're going to get is a whole meal off the smoker, and it's going to be phenomenal. Everything will have a little bit different taste because the smoke's going to pull out something different out of everything. Right. Uh, so, and I, But like last the other day, we actually did asparagus on the grill. And I've mm-hmm. told her I need her to get some of that cooking string, as I call it, but the same string you would use to tie your bird's legs together so that I can do the asparagus in a bouquet so that I can flip it easier. <laughs> Bacon. Bacon wrap it. No, 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 no. Actually, no. Not on that one. Oh, okay. Uh, I, actually, I, I just, a, that happens a lot. We You'll have see an, it in the story of wrapping yeah, it in bacon, so you don't need to worry about the string. We have a vegetable seasoning that we use. It's it's that same company that does all my other products. Mm-hmm. And she spritzes it with a little bit of olive oil. She puts that seasoning on it, tosses it really, really good. And I love that flavor. Uh, and I'm, I'm also trying to stay away from one-noting everything. Uh, I love bacon. But you can over, you can, if you do everything in bacon, then you're going to have a meal that this is wrapped in bacon, that's got bacon in it, and this has got bacon flavoring, and you don't want that. Right. That's like all my potato dishes. I actually work really, really hard to make sure I'm not seasoning them the exact same way. Sure. Every time, because I don't want everything to have the same note. Because if that's the case, I need one seasoning in my cabinet, and I don't need a whole cabinet for that. I'm, I get that. I'm just saying in that option, and I'm not saying wrap it tip to tail. I'm just saying, Couple of wraps right around the center will get you what you need to do. Well, but that string I, will do the I'm same tracking. thing. <laughs> Got to yes. make sure it's the string that can handle being on a grill, right? Um, which might end up being bacon. You never know. <laughs> well, and then again, I think it's just a matter of it's a matter of perspective and tips and things that you've learned along the way. Well, I I would not. I, I have would, a little do lolly, but I wanted to cook everything pretty much at the same time, so I couldn't put my vegetable tray on there. At the you know blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, I have a um, I I have a pellet smoker, a half pellet smoker. Technically, it'll do wood fire grill, because I mean you just add more pellets, right. bigger flame, yada yada yada. Uh, and then it's also got gas side. I have found it's not buyer's remorse. It is an excellent starter unit, and I, that's common in most instances when people are talking about oh it's the first time I bought a truck. You start small. Uh, and I'll go with namesakes just to make life a lot easier. You go with the Ranger, you go with the S10, but you learn pretty quickly that they ain't going to cut it for what you really want to do it for if that's why you want to have that vehicle. So I like what I have. Small meal stuff, sign me up. If I just want to do one pork butt, a couple of deviled eggs, a couple of smoked eggs for, you know, whatever, that's fine. If I need to do more than two racks of ribs, 
I need a rib rack to hold them vertically. That's a problem for me because at some point, and it, it, I'm having to buy my meat. Like I, I've done one brisket. I didn't hate it. I felt like a lot of practice needed to happen. And briskets aren't cheap. And the more they are cut on, the more expensive they get because that is man hours that go into it. I'm going to be honest, and I'm I'm going to interrupt you long enough to say this. I have my wife on the hunt for manager specials on things that I want to try. That way, she and what it is, it comes home and it hits the freezer. And I'm aware that could possibly change the the, the taste, but Not it hits enough. the freezer the way it's packaged. So that, or if it comes in something that I, it, it's going to be in a vacuum sealed package. But I anyway, I do it. I do it like that so that I'm if I screw it up or I'm not 100% happy with it, I haven't lost premium price. Look, there is no one that would argue with I don't buy pork butt until it's on the dollar 99 a pound or 99 cent a pound rack. I'm not messing with it. I wait on bated breath for the food kitty to send out my weekly specials email and if I spot it, it's at 99 cents a pound this week. That is three to four meals for a family of three or four. And that does not include my toddler who actually doesn't like pulled pork yet. She's tried it and it just meh. But she's a two-year-old. Her taste will change three million times before the time she hits three. And then some more after she turns 30. Right. And so I'll go and get an 11-pound pork shoulder for $11.45. That's a deal that I don't mind throwing in the freezer. But I got news for you. Most of the time, these things are not transported from warehouse to store in a refrigerated state. They are frozen. frozen. You can say what you want. I got news for you. Those of you that love turkeys, like I'm at a point now where I want to get a turkey because I'm in the middle of the summer and I have time to get over turkey hangover (laughs) between now and Thanksgiving. Nobody's got them. They have them. I have a buddy that works back like is that stocks at Food Kitty. He's got them. They've got them already. They're just not putting them out because you don't no. know what the year's haul is going to be. No. If I ask for it, I'll have one. Yeah, but see, I'm not. I'm not that huge of a turkey fan. So it, it for me, it would just be a turkey breast, and then it's not going to be sliced until it's been refrigerated, so that I can get a sandwich slice. Uh, I, I'm just not that huge of a, I'm just not I, that huge of a turkey fan. I, I am normally turkey on turkey day. That is normally my gig. Now I'll get deli I'm normally turkey. steak on turkey day. I know we've had this discussion. I, I'll normally do like, if I get a turkey sandwich, I don't mind some deli turkey. Or if I go to, you know, shirt Dave's or something of that nature, yeah. I'm expecting shredded turkey on my, on my sandwich. I don't mind that. But I enjoyed that smoked turkey so much that I, I'm trying to find a window to do it again that doesn't bleed into that particular holiday. But I also want the hangover to be over. And my family is that way a lot. Both my my immediate family, my parents, my sibling, whatever... And to the point of my wife, who was like, eh, like, we all kind of are like, eh, God, I really hate turkeys or tradition. And I know you guys do steak and, that, and that's whatever. But I tried my hand. I smoked one 
last Thanksgiving, it was hands down. The entire table was in agreement. That was some of the best turkey that they've ever had. Now, I am a novice barbecuer. If we went somewhere, it would be better. Yeah. But with what faculties we have amongst us, that was the hands-down favorite. And the question, as a consensus, became, so we can do this other times, too. Like, it took turkey from being the Thanksgiving staple of, well, we're having that because it's Thanksgiving and that's what we got to have, to... Anybody want to have that like a different time of year? <laughs> so, well, I mean, you know, it, a, a rousing success for us. But it's not that way for everybody. We're My daughter is trying her best to talk me into make, making pumpkin pie in the middle of the summer. And I can't because, and I know it'll taste the same, but I can't because it's a seasonal thing to me. I make them at Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I, I keep trying to tell her, I'm like, she goes, but I want it for my birthday. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing it. It, I'm just I'm just not because it's a seasonal thing. Make one freeze and it's, dude, dude. No, you make don't it in it. season and freeze it. I don't have to make it, dude. I've got the pumpkin sitting in the freezer now. I just don't want to make it in the summer. I mean, I understand that. I I'm just saying, throw in an extra one this this winter. Boop. Nope. Put it in the freezer. Oh, it's not the whole, I don't want to go through the work, because I cook the pumpkin in bulk. I know. And, and I know. freeze it. You are, I have never seen a pumpkin snob until you discussed I, it yes. on this podcast. I Well, it's not a bad thing. Blame my saying. great-grandmother for the only recipe she having using real pumpkin. I would never blame a grandparent of any gra- <laughs> any level of greatness. I am a spoiled rotten little shit sometimes, but... Uh, I, I think it, I, what I'm getting at, it's it's a seasonal thing. It's I, sort of like pumpkin spice. It comes out at a certain time of the year. And it's like, if her birthday were in September, I'd probably cook her a pumpkin pie. I, and please, please understand, I'm not... I'm not arguing that but, you know, to fight you on it. I'm just saying we've got we we've, were surprised. We've got a celebration coming up that might work for you though. Our celebrating our independence. That smoked turkey might not be a bad plan right there. I'm if y'all are if, the type to get together and do something like that. We are. Family. But we're also we're also staple enough that we know that's a hamburger hot dog holiday. <laughs> well, you've got you've got two other hamburger hot dog holidays. Every Saturday can be a hamburger hot dog holiday. Let's just let's just. Cut We're this exploring straight. the fact that that's not what you cook every time you fire up the grill. Personally, I mean, I, like the other day was pork chops, uh, and they were boneless, and they were. Well, she's learning. You got to buy thicker ones to cook on yeah. the grill uh, because that's high heat, and them little thin ones will turn into shoe leather real quick. But it's. It's like even even camping. It's a case of she's like, "What do you want arrival night?" And I'm like, "Brats." She goes, "Really? You normally say hot dogs." Well, you know what? I know. Just let's get brats. And that again, I've got a gas grill in the camper, so right. it's an easy. And, and and that's also something that if it's raining and I don't want to stand out and grill, you or I have no inside. place to stand, I can make them inside. So we're, but we're learning that maybe, maybe that staple hamburger hot dog holiday isn't what we think it is. Oh, no, no, no. And I, again, because we are so used to routine and and things of that nature, I mean, there is no, they will make no bones about the fact that if I'm making Italian chicken on the grill, 
they're going to come running. Again, that's any time of year. Football season, not football season. Those are the only two seasons. But <laughs> I just... <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, I like but like, that. It, that, if I say that's going on the grill, we're going to have company. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, it, we have those types of things. But we also don't want to do hamburgers and hot dogs. And I'm like, I got this smoker now, so I can do I can do steaks. But just a quick uh, suggestion for you on the real thin pork chops versus the thick. I have found, and this has been the case in my smoker, we've talked about the square footage that I have. Right. And how things are going to naturally cook faster for me because I don't have to heat a large space to maintain temperature. So the meat is getting more exposure quicker. I found that covering the grates and even just as simple as putting down a sheet of aluminum foil to disperse the heat, you may be able to get away with that with some of your thinner pork chops. We have found to go to the air fryer with the thinner pork chop. I, we do too. Normally, I'm just saying yeah. you have that it's, option. It's, I, I've actually we've we've got it to a point. She did it twice. She found them on the manager special. Yep, and they were they were a thicker cut, which those usually don't sell as quick as the thinner no. ones. And twice we've we've rubbed them and frozen them with the rub on them, and then cooked them, and they come away where you could almost cut them with a fork. And my wife's like, I I can't keep buying thin pork chops, and I told her I said don't. Just don't. If if the budget for that week says you have to wait for the manager special, wait for the manager special. And she's like, are you going to season them the same way every time? Yes. I, I've come to the conclusion that is the seasoning for that particular protein. We're not going to be switching that up. But now if you bring home the thinner ones, we're going to switch it up and go to the air fryer. But I don't want to use the same seasoning on them. She goes, right, because you've got, again, I've got this whole, I don't want everything mm-hmm. tasting the exact same. But I've told her it's like, you know, some of this stuff, when you've got the money, you need to be going down the road to the butcher. Telling mm-hmm. him what you want. I mean, you may not be able to say size, but you can say pork chop and you can say that thick and he'll know what to do. His next question is going to be bone in or, bo- or boneless. You just pick one. And right. she goes, does it make a difference with that particular animal? Every time you have a bone in it, one, you're paying more because you pay per pound. Two, you're going to get a little extra flavor because of the marrow that's in the bone. So just make a choice. Um, it, it, it can be either way. It's like that tomahawk steak that my buddy brought up. I would have never bought one on my own. I would have never bought one to put on a grill, but I can promise you about once a year, I'm going to want one now. Uh, but I, I, am I don't know that I'll go to a that. butcher for that. I don't, know if, I don't know how I would handle that. He went to a butcher, and it was just a case of, and I'm going to tell you, I know you listen, buddy. Uh, you put a lot of faith in me, but he just, it was straight up. I got them because I knew you'd know how to cook them and I don't. And it's like, and I'm sitting over there. I'm literally, when he told me that he, that he bought them, I, I was on the phone with you. Yes, you I were. was Googling. I was, because I'd never cooked one yep. before, but he just had faith that I would know how to do it. They come off great, but that's not something I'm going to do on a regular basis. I, there, now that I have done it and I have made it in the preparation that I know works for me. And my and my wife, I got them, cooked them the same way that I always cook everything else. Now I realize there will be there will be scrutiny that comes from that statement, and I don't mean it that way. I don't make my I don't get ribeyes unless I get them a certain layer thick. I'm right in line with your tomahawk, but I don't have 14 feet of bone to yeah. go with it. So I'm cooking the same thing just without the bone, in the grand scheme of things. And I made 
ribeyes, and then I've made tomahawks the same way. Honest to God, it is not worth it to me. And I don't feel like I've done anything different because I've cooked multiple steaks, multiple cuts of steak that way. And that is not a shot at my butcher because I know the quality that he offers at his shop. I'm For me, whether I do New York strip, a ribeye, or a filet, seasoning for me, very basic. I want the meat to be the star. And there, to me, for the price, there was zero difference end of the day between the tomahawk and the ribeye. We'll see. Just not. We actually we actually noticed a difference, but not enough to do it on a regular basis. And that that's the thing. This is going to be like what well, we eat steak a lot. And I don't mean to say I mean I realize that's a first world problem, but <laughs> we like to have steaks when we're camping because Absolutely. I'm cooking outside more when we're camping. And you're on I've vacation. Slowed, yeah, I've actually slowed down the cooking outside at home because we cook. I cook outside mostly when we're camping, and I mean I'm talking like every meal. So if we're gone for a week, a lot of times I'm outside on the grill every day for a week. But it turns into a case of with that, that's going to be that whole ooh, we've got the money this go round. Yep. Let's do it because we're only going to have to buy one. Trust right. me. Because I couldn't eat a whole one by myself anyway. Uh, but we noticed a di- enough difference in taste that we are we will do it on occasion, which means probably once a year. Um, but now I've also, that particular steak, since there was leftovers and my wife got a yep. chance, because she said the same thing. This is great. It's just a hair different. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal because such a small piece is filling me up. But she says, I don't want to pay for these on a regular basis. I'm like, no, it, once or twice a year is enough. But she wants me to change the way I'm, I'm doing my everyday ribeye. Because part of what I did, I, part of the research that I did for the tomahawk, part of what I did was something that I don't do with my everyday steak. So now she's like, where are the differences? And I told her, well, so, well, first of all, it's a difference in thickness. You've got to be willing to pay for that thicker steak. Mm-hmm. you got to be willing to wait for it to be cooked properly. You So, you know, you're going to have leftovers either way. So if you're, if you're buying it, if you're having it cut, get a big enough one that we can either split or make sure that we're, we're both okay with having leftover steak, which never reheats all that great. No. But anyway... That's something that I would slice and put on a. I, I would put that down in a in a in a hoagie bun or whatever, and you know. So, but gar- anyway, it, garlic butter steak bites allow the butter to reconstitute the moisture. Yeah, dice it up, put it back in on low, let the butter melt, reinfuse the garlic. So you're, you're talking to the guy that would slice it, throw it over in a pan with a little bit of olive oil and some peppers and onions, and throw it in the middle of a hoagie roll or with, a fajita, some, with yeah. some cheese on it, and yep. call it a steak and cheese sub. But. Uh, I, nothing wrong but with that either. I'm just giving you another yeah, option. That's the that's the thing is when she found out my prep for that, she's like, can you do that with it? You can do that with any piece of red meat, darling. And what it is, she has a needler now. And that's what I call it. It's a tenderizer. tenderizer it's got yeah. all the needles on it. But the other thing that I did that, that I've never done, and, and growing up it was, oh, God, you don't do that. I let them sit with the seasoning on them, but since I didn't get to season them the day or two days before I let them sit on the counter and let them come to room temperature, which was one thing that everybody on the internet anyway was, Hey, you, you need to let these come to yep. room temperature you before breathe. you, 
before you 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 cook them. Now most most everything that I've read don't do chicken that way, don't do pork that no. way, but but red meat you can do that way. So I told her I said next time you get me the ribeyes, get me decent sized ones, and I'll do it the exact same way. We'll see what we get. I bet I bet you good money you do what you're doing to those and that tomahawk. You're probably going to lean on the same team that I am because you could bear. You saw minimal differences, but you changed prep. Well, I once you to, do yeah. same prep, I bet you're going I, to feel the same way. So you're going to need to keep the us updated. Only other thing that I did, the only thing I really didn't like about the tomahawk was it was clumsy as hell to flip. Uh, and I, I kind of—it's almost like, it's like I needed welding off. welding gloves and pick it up. But it took like yep. two—it took like a spatula and tongs, and I mean every piece of equipment I had. It's like I needed to go get a forklift to flip my damn steak. But you may be—you may be right. Uh, but again, I—that's still something that I would—I might would do once a year just to do it. There's uh, a novelty to it. I appreciate that. I totally get that. It's but, just not. It didn't do enough for me. Oh, it wasn't. No, it wasn't a, oh, that's the only piece of steak I'm ever going to eat again in my life. I mean, I've done that with a filet medallion. I finally got around to getting one. I cooked it, cooked it the exact way that the book or whatever said to cook it, and I just was not impressed enough to keep going back to it. There's one cut that I want to try, and I've never seen it offered. I'm sure I'm going to have to ask for it. Um, But the rib cap. You can apparently get rib cap but they get it it's in a steak form yeah they'll tie it off i guess to make it rounded um that, that, and i've got family that's doing that they go to a butcher and they're basically getting the cap he wraps it in bacon some toothpicks yep. mm-hmm. and then it turns into a nightmare for me to cook because you try to get it the same color all the way through but you've got like five or six individual pieces and they cook differently right uh, but it, at any rate, I just I I wasn't that impressed with that. Fair enough. I just, but, I just know that that is multiple celebrity chefs' favorite cut, yeah. and I'm like, ooh. Well, I know people that love a New York strip. I want one on occasion. It's not my. It's not. A I know people that, that live I'm and die get. by the strip. Uh, and then it's like when the T bone is on sale, and again, it's it's the way to the bone. But when the T bone is on sale, yes, please bring me a T bone. But it's not like it's a do or die. I'm right. not going to order at a restaurant. But the 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 ribeye by far is my favorite steak. I also feel like that's kind of the journeyman cut. It that probably, that is also the cut that I feel like is the most forgiving. Like fillet, that is that is danger close. Danger Will Robinson. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, because you look at that steak the wrong way, you overcook it. That's oh god, yeah. You really you got to be careful with a freaking fillet. Uh, and I got almost I'd almost go ahead and fuss at me. Not every cut of steak needs to be cooked to well done. No. And by the god. way, if you if you prefer or want a well done steak, pull it off the grill at medium or medium well and let it finish cooking while wrapped in aluminum foil. That is because if you cook it on the grill till it's well done, it will be you are making dry. shoe leather. And that is the reason you have to have sauce. What you want at the end of the day is a steak that if you're eating sauce, it's because you love the taste of the sauce. You you don't want to have to sauce your steak. Ugh, you you want to you nuts. only want to sauce a steak because you like the sauce. Like me, I love sauce. There's a certain one that I love. I'll actually dip French fries in it, <laughs> but but that's I want the sauce because I love it. I want it on the side. I want to like dip my fork in it, 
and then eat. But like that tomahawk never touched the sauce because it's just the way I did it, it nope. just turned out being phenomenal. And I just did not want to ruin that with the sauce. But again, there are those out there that are like me that love sauce and they have particular sauces that they love. That's that's absolutely fine, but you don't want to have to sauce your steak. Right. So if you really like a well-done steak, what you're looking for is a light gray in the middle, which means it finished cooking while wrapped in aluminum foil while you were going it on to get your baked, baked potato ready. You know, it's it all but baked yeah, to finish. That's that's what you, or cook it in the oven to begin with. Uh Yep. And I and I understand I have had that my mom grew up making them that way when we had steaks. She'd put them in the oven, and she did it on a raised a raised raised rack, so it would always the renderings would drip and all that, and and that wasn't bad. wasn't my favorite, but she also was cooking because it's the oven would cook longer to make sure. Yeah. So steaks as a kid for me were always tougher, and then the first one that I had medium rare was on a cruise. It was my first cruise. I went on the cruise solo. Don't that's a whole other story to get into. But I took that trip by myself internationally <laughs> and the signature steakhouse on board the boat that was their thing and I went, I have to trust these people. This is what they're doing. And in the moment my mom had always told me that the filet was the best cut. Filet was the best cut. Filet was the best. That That's why they called it the filet. And I get all of that. And I understand why she feels that way. Because I had to buy it. <laughs> and that's, that's where that comes into play. I had it. The thing, you could cut it with a fork. I've never had a steak to the way that I could cut it with a fork. Like, the, the fork, I put the fork in... Preparing to cut it and as like a holding, <laughs> and it pushed down through and separated. And I went, wait a minute, what? Yeah, and it was beyond delicious. I just see, I I I had that in a steak at a restaurant once, and now that's the only restaurant I want to get a steak in. I'm gonna need you to cross brand that one so I have a general idea. It's the one over by the hotel. That's the the. Same one that the Mexican restaurant one. Yep. Okay. I I've heard really good things steak about that steak. in town. Matter of fact, their whole menu is phenomenal. That's where the chicharrones come from, by the way. They're they're Tex Mex. Um, they have a great menu. I want to do this properly. They have a great menu. Their flavor palette is just a hair different from the one over by the Bullseye store that I like yes. to eat at. And I like that one but, too. But we were told by multiple different people that was the best restaurant in town to get a steak. And ordered the, ordered the steak. We went there. We were like, we're going to do it. We're going to give it a shot. Ordered their steak. It came to me the exact way I wanted it. Cut it straight down the middle. It was exactly the way it needed to be. And I am a huge promoter of taste your food before you season it. I had eaten half that steak before I went, damn, I didn't use sauce. So it was it was seasoned phenomenally. Yep. It was cooked properly, and you could have almost cut it with a fork. And now it's a case of, Kenny, you want to go out and get a steak? Yes. Where do you want to go? That place. That's a Mexican restaurant, Kenny. Well, they know how to cook cow too. Let's go. And I that's but and that's what it is because I had I've had a hard time with restaurants getting a steak cooked. 
And part of the problem is I grew up with the whole, oh, if it's pink, it's raw. And that's wrong. I, I and, and, and learning to enjoy cooking, I've been reading and reading and reading. It's supposed to be cooked to a temperature. That particular temperature is what kills the bacteria, blah, blah. At any rate, when I finally got one and it was a misorder, I had ordered it well, just like I always did, but it came to me more of a medium and I sliced it down the middle, looked at it, but there was just, I, my mouth just started watering and I was like, you know what? Not sending it back. I'm going to eat this freaking thing. This is the way it is. And then I turned that and I've done a family member like that. Well done, well done, well done, well done, well done. Why don't you just eat that? And they did. And now it's a case of you're the, you, you're the only person who knows how to cook steak, right? I had to and break. it's and it's like no. What I've done is I've I've changed your palate a little bit, and I'm I'm trying I'm working with them on other stuff too. Yep. And a, them growing up, everything was overcooked. Period. And I'm I'm working on bringing them around, but you have to kind of slowly do it because once you hit once you hit my age and above, how that's been done is the only way. Uh, and it's like and I and I kind of messed up to serve some of the burgers raw. Oh, well, I'm not gonna say raw, but a little more rare than I should have the night y'all came over. I I misjudged the cold side of my grill, but uh, I served my burgers a little more on the medium mm -hmm. to medium well side. The the burgers that I do make the patties and everything. A lot of times I get the pre made stuff that that the butcher's already taken care of because yeah. it's quicker, it's easier. But if I'm making them, I try to make one that'll fit the bun by the time I'm done cooking it. And then I, I kind of want to, I want a steakhouse or a bar burger. So I want that medium through it, medium well through it. And a couple of those, I lost track of what was on the, the cooler side of the grill and what was over the heat. But I also am not a person that if you cut it open, a bite into it and go, Hmm, oh, give it to me. I'll go put it back out. There. Right. But so I, at, at any rate, it was, it's been a whole process right. of my palate changing. Uh, as I got older and, and started doing some of the cooking on my own, I don't. I, I'm not real sure I could cook a steak if my dad were here. I'm not real sure I could cook a steak to where he would eat it without me having to overcook it. So that that has been the thing with my wife is she is a medium well and up person. Always been that way. The sight of blood, which we all know is not actually blood. That's not a thing. It's there are other chemicals and other moisture that they just happen to leach it the same way as blood. It is not blood. It's juice. It's it is it's juice. It is. It is All rendered. It, it is rendered fat. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly a lot of what it is. But it picks up that red color, and it just I I explained the science, and it didn't matter because to her it just looked like blood. So reverse searing was the godsend for me on that front. When I tried that the first time because I wanted to try it, I'm like, I will make yours as normal, but it's a thicker cut. I'm afraid I'll burn it. And she goes, well, just get as close as you can. She was willing to work with me on it. So I get mine off and I cut it. I get it, let it, you know, rest, sear it and all that good stuff. Comes in. Turns out they're both medium uh, mine was medium rare. Hers was a little better than medium, but not not in any way, shape, or form over by any means. And she kind of looked at it, and I said, before you freak out, can I explain to you the cooking method to explain why? And she goes, okay. But the one thing it wasn't doing, because of 
the rest pre-sear, it was not leaking juice. Everything had reconstituted already before that final sear. So what it is, and again, a lot of you have heard me talk about this, it's the equivalent of baking it to a certain temperature to kill off said bacteria. The sear is just for flavor and finish. Right. That's all that is. And so she goes, okay, I'll give it one, and then don't be upset if it goes in the microwave. I said, one is more than I would have expected. I figured it was going to go anyway. So she tried it and was like, oh, wow. She goes, I can't guarantee I'll order it out this way because I know it won't be cooked the way you did it, and I'm okay with that. But this one set the world on fire and I don't I don't want to do anything other than reverse sear from now on if I can avoid it. I've I've had to I've had to work with my wife on some stuff and both of us are a little leery with chicken. I'm just gonna go ahead and put it out there. Everybody's leery with chicken um, and they should so be that that was when the first thermometer came into our house. Uh and the problem is is the thermometer would say that it was ready, but then when you would take it out and slice it, it didn't look the way it has looked all of your life. It and is by not the way white. by the way that chalky white looking thing too is too far. Well too far. Uh and that that has led to some disagreements in my home. But that can't in in walk the the thermometer at, at that point, which is why we have the even upgraded thermometer because we, we can agree that that's when it's done. But I get that. And it's like she told me one time, she's like, my mom just knew how long to fry some chicken until it was completely done. She goes, and I'm, I'm timid of it. I'm like, well, I'd rather have it in an air fryer anyway. So, I mean, I, I love breaded deep fried chicken, but since we've gotten the air fryer, we've been able to add a level of flavor that there was not coming with the deep fried chicken. So we do that out on occasion. We cook our chicken legs and thighs in the, in the air fryer. But I, I and I get why, some people are kind of skittish of that. And like the pork chops, you have to, they need to be done. But again, that, that what you're used to seeing as a done pork chop is too far. Yeah. And I've told my wife, I'm like, watch your favorite chefs on the network. They leave it short. Watch them pull it out. Watch them. because And I, the, the stuff that I put in the, uh, the bags the other day on the grill, I brought them in. I brought them in in my cast iron skillet, just set them on the stove. My wife goes, what do you want me to do with those? They're still cooking. And I told her, I said, the chicken breasts are probably going to be too far, but that'll be great for a salad anyway because, you know, a little, You're gonna a put little a dry piece of anyway. chicken over in, in a salad is not a bad thing. I said, that pork loin, not real sure the temperature of the grill because I didn't have a thermometer out there. And because I was cooking in a bag, I didn't put my thermometer in it. It needs to sit and rest. I, those bags need to be cooled to the touch before you put them up. And she looked at me, she said, so really, yeah, they are. I'm like, yeah, there's heat trapped in there. They're still cooking. That is why I love wrapping certain things up in, in aluminum foil anyway, because they will continue cooking after the fact. Yep. You know, you put them on a 600-degree oven, you bring them in, they're cooking after the fact. So, you know... It's got it literally got to burn off the excess heat. Yeah. So, anyway, just us talking about food again. Imagine we do... That. You know what? It happens from time to time. We have not really stuck to a all-food episode in a while. We'll sprinkle no, it we in, haven't. but... Uh, but you know what? We share, we share our secrets, so that means we're not dicks. 